0: Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. (laughs) There we go. Hi, James. How are you? Uh,
1: I I was good, (laughs) and then I got a version of my timetable for next year and they probably shafted me on some stuff. So I'm,
0: what do you mean your timetable as in your, your schedule?
1: Yes. Yeah. So what, what I'm teaching and when, and they've kind of made some mistakes on it, which.
0: So on a, on a happier note, uh, did you, I know that your wife is on vacation right now, but did no, you... no, she's, she's back. She got back oh, she's on back. Saturday. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, did you was... get any, any gaming in this last weekend? Uh, yes,
1: I finished off my run, uh of the D thing because i'd spent a whole week doing it on discord okay and yeah. then uh this is going to be out of sequence so it's going to be very confusing because we will have we will have said in another episode that that's what i was doing and that this one's going to come out early um if you what if you listen to a future episode the discord comment will make more sense um yeah yeah i basically ran the last what is essentially the last episode we've got two weeks till we break up for summer holidays and i know things will get difficult so yeah. brian said he that. needs about two weeks to run his uh and yeah but so i did my So i did uh it, it, it all works out quite well i basically i drew out a map of the city and i used dice to like represent i made i did the, the last bit on the flag. i um i basically said like, here's a map of the city. Here's where all the different troops are. I'd use different dice to represent different units. Okay. And then when they decided where their units were clashing against, like the bad guy units, I was like, screw it. So I just picked up a handful of dice and they picked up their hand. Of- and we just like rolled against each other. And if they got good results, then I took away more of my bad results. And, and, they- and then by the end of it, everyone was dead. It was like the whole, all of these different armies that they'd recruited and all of the armies of the empire had all been wiped out and all these gods, avatars and dragons. Literally, the only person that survived was was Anubis, the avatar of Anubis. He survived. Everybody else, unlike their characters, obviously, but like all of these armies were like we rescued these prisoners. they died. All these dwarves and all the like basically every, by the end of it, everyone was wiped out. It was quite funny. So it was like this kind of city that they'd gone to rescue was probably in ruins again. um But they killed their big bad. The big bad lasted. He actually, I'd him reasonably well. He was. He was quite defensive. He managed to sort of stop some of the bigger attacks, but they were slowly plinking away at him. And then occasionally he was able to throw out like a big attack and they kind of went, ooh, that was that was a lot of damage in one go there. Um, so yeah, it, was, it, it worked all right. And it had some, it got some reasonably good points that sort of threw in some, it was annoying, like bring bringing in family members of Scott's character that hadn't been in it for a while and we weren't even sure. So it didn't really have the kind hmm. of the the emotional connection there. But really, yeah. when it's just been the two of them, the alternative would be killing one of them, and I didn't want to do that. So, well, yeah, and that it's,
0: then it's like heavy-handed, forced.
1: Yeah, so I, it it worked. It worked. So I got to use all of my bad guy special abilities. Um, that's cool. They basically had a fight on what was essentially a star destroyer. Because when I came to draw this big sky ship, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going for the wedge," it's a <laughs> star destroyer, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it worked well. It was good fun. Good. How about you?
0: First century five e again. Um and it was, it was it was it was good. It was good. I mean we uh this was more of a information gathering quasi investigative making connections sort of episode or not episode uh session. So there was no fighting at all, which you know, I mean that's you know in a 5e game that's uh that's kind of shocking. Um, and I think what we're going to do May, I'm guessing, this is this is just a guess, maybe one or two more sessions and then uh, we'll, we're going to put that aside for a period of time. Maybe play Traveler and then uh, for just a few sessions because my players haven't and then um, go ahead and go back to Star Trek Adventures. We'll see. But today, all our gaming accomplishments aside, today's... Our reaction to, as our background should indicate, with all those uh, sideways plumes, uh, <laughs> Cohors Cthulhu Quick Start releases. Um, Pretty hefty for a Quick Start, isn't it? Um, uh, eighty-three pages, of which only, and there's a lot of art in it. So to its credit, uh, but the f- rules take up the first. Twenty-six pages of the PDF, but the first one, two, three, four pages of the PDF are just cover and front matter. So then you put that down to twenty-two pages. Oh no, five. Yeah, twenty-two page. But there's, I'd say, one in one in three pages have some significant amounts of art on them. So it's not dense. I didn't think. Um, I, no,
1: I think I think they do a good job of it. they're not skimping on the rules. Which maybe yeah. we thought that's what they did in the Dreams and Machines, which we need to come back to now that we've got to start at some point. Yeah, um, true. But we, uh, yeah, the, I don't. I think they gave enough rules without skimping on anything, without yep. going into too much detail.
0: Now, uh, I haven't I gone. A, I have not looked at the the adventure at all. Not, it's a, big, not I mean, a bit. It's what, there 40 are forty
1: pages ish? That's that's a decent sized adventure.
0: Well, and the pre gens oh, in less. the back are two pages each, and there are, let's see, one, two to three pages each, and there are five of them, or are there six of them? There are six of them.
1: Yeah, there's about 30 pages of the adventure.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's actually, it, I'm, I'm impressed that there's as much content as there is, um, like comparing it to, and this is going to be an on-ramp to our talk, but comparing it to a quick trip to France, the Octoon Cthulhu uh, quick start, that's about half the length of the half the, the, the page count of this. Um, and that includes everything that this includes. In other words, the yeah. rules, the characters, the adventure. Um, but uh, let's, yeah, let, let's go
1: ahead and move through it. Oh, I'm just going to bring up one thing, so you, already, you kind of mentioned it. You mentioned that there is a lot of art in it. All of the art in the, in the front cover, all through Adventure... And the rules is really good art. It's like really characterful. Mm, it really yeah. sets the mood. The character art, the pre-gen character art is, is awful. Like genuinely, it, the, the difference is crazy. You know, so we've got the, like, like the thing behind me. We've got art like this. Yeah. Like nice big landscape. Things looks really fancy. Uh, and even the art and the adventure is all like that. And then the character art, which is it, part of the reason I noticed it is because on the front cover, it's a really nice front cover of. Oh, actually, yeah. what It is. But then on the second page, you've got these two pictures of a can. I was like, oh, God, this is what the art's like all the way through. It's like, it's not, it's it's like, it's almost like cartoon art. It's like yeah. really basic. So sorry to be critical of whoever this artist was, but it just hasn't got the same level. And it's, it just, it, it looks cartoony and just a bit. Oh, open.
0: wow. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. And yeah. Yeah. So it it's just weird, doesn't actually, it, it's it, a it, very. It doesn't suddenly
1: just doesn't fit.
0: I like, think. Eh. You know what it reminds me of, actually. I don't know if you'd ever looked at the um, Cubicle Seven Adventures in Middle Earth five E books, now long since canceled Absolutely. and unavailable, but um, but it has that look to it. Yeah, it is. It's very cartoon. I mean, generally, a lot bad. of the Green
1: Ronin stuff. Oh no, not But things like that. So some of the companies that clearly don't have the art budget, and so they have stuff, and it's okay. But it's jarring when. Yeah, Majority how different of the art in it this is. book is! Like, really, look, just looks amazing. And then we have this character art, which just looks—I mean, it looks basic. Which I just—I feel really bad because some poor person's done this, and I'm—I don't—I don't like criticizing someone who's like that's their job. Yeah. Um, it just—it do, it just doesn't look great. And it just—if the whole book was in that style, I guess then it, it wouldn't be. But it's very jarring when the rest of the I book looks amazing it. and this like looks in—it looks like it's from a completely different game.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. If
1: it was all like that, it'd be alright. Okay, So maybe it's just for the quick start. I imagine in the book, it's not going to be an issue. Um, So maybe it's like, we need some some character art. Let's get some character art to put on there. Um, But it's kind of, everything else looks like dark and gritty and grimy and like scary. And And their art's like colorful.
0: The art throughout the book also is, it's very realistic. Yes. You know, in terms of facial expressions and proportions and things like that, it's actually it's realistically drawn. I mean, you know, there's tentacled monsters in it. So aside from the tentacled monsters, but other than that, it's, it's done in a realistic manner and those are okay. So we have no dispense with that. We don't like the character art and it's just weird. Um, what about it? What's in it? Um, well, we get
1: a, we get a two, we, we get a page thing about kind of what's going on. I mean, it's a short version. Uh, it's in the Roman empire. You get three
0: paragraphs, not even a page. It's mostly a picture, but ha- yeah, it's in there. It's on well, the next page. Yeah. It's
1: kind of, yeah. So it's like, a, um, we do actually get a section on the faction of the hidden walls and some yeah. of the background. To be honest, I feel like we can kind of skip over that because, you know, the the pit the elevator pitch is, is this game. It's yeah. Roman period. That were 200 ADs. So if you're curious as to where in the Roman period, Roman period being quite a big one. 200 AD, which I guess is further along than I was expecting. I was Yeah, thinking it's we second might be, century, so it's in yeah, the 100s. I think, yeah, I was thinking we might be BC maybe, or like, you know, zero. No, because I mean,
0: it's, it's supposed to be empire, not republic. Okay. Um, so it's in the second century AD Rome. Uh,
1: empire. So yeah, we have a bit of a description about the humans, whoever they tempered like the I guess those are the good guys mythos cults Atlantean remnants were going yeah. down that idea again which they um if they seem to like to do with their Cthulhu games that if we're yep. having Cthulhu we're going to have Atlantis yep um which is cool that also links quite well in with the kind of the time period in fact again for one of the things I wanted to use this for although I want to go back early I want I want to do kind of if I'm going to do this I'm basically going to play Assassin's Creed and not do so much of the Cthulhu stuff mm-hmm. that will be in the background um Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is the Greek set in ancient Greek, which I know is further back than this, but you know, not a million miles. You know,
0: it it seems to me with these, mythos cults and the temporari, these different factions that are provided as, as existing. Then I'm sure in the full book, given the way that Modiphius writes this stuff, like thinking about what they did with Doctor and Cthulhu, writing the history of the Black Sun and the history of Nocturnal and the history of the mythos, that kind of stuff. My guess is the core book is probably going to have, or the players' guide and the GM's guide, because that's the the pictures they provided in this show a GM's guide and a players' guide like Octun Cthulhu. So it's not a single book, but I'll that. bet you're going to get a lot of history on these things so that you could uh, yeah. you could drag it back to BC Greece.
1: Ooh, I just thought of something else, which is a completely stupid thing. Oh, we we'll we haven't quite got to it. So yeah, we got this little section at the start there, which is fine. Nice nice bit of background. Um,
0: and some more cool art
1: well you know Uh, i think
0: what they it's smart here in the quick start and i think it was they need to do this they can't just say it's second century roman empire what
1: no you're right yeah
0: (laughs) they can't just say that that's weak um they have to they got to layer some of that like secret war mythos stuff onto it and show like how do we weave this into the, the real history or replace part, you know, how do you take some sense of the real history of this era and then layer these things onto it? So I, I, it, I took this as, this is a good start. It's interesting. The idea of these different factions, um, starts getting me thinking about, you know, ways to set up stories. You know, if you have a faction, some nefarious cult group that is off to do something, you've already got a, an antagonist that you could build stories around. So. So that's good. Um, that's just a couple pages.
1: This is a stupid thing to like, but I like the fact that on the challenge dice, which I will be hundred percent buying, it has little swords instead of little bullet things as the yes. as a hit. Yeah, and I it think it says neat. in the rules one gladius represented by one sword indicates a score of one. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, I want the. And, little then, it, and then it said
1: two gladii. Oh, very good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, like cacti
0: is, instead of cactuses, which is yeah, actually the plural yeah, of cactus.
1: This is obviously this is not a reason to like, and we can't get the dice yet. <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, I like that." I
0: don't I like think they'll the, care. I just yeah. think they'll be happy that you'll purchase it. But the the dice do look nice. I, I'll That's give. It I, I, that I like sure. that because
1: obviously other combat dice tend to just have sort of two splodges, right? And then a whatever symbol is the bad symbol is the effect symbol. In this case, we've got yeah. we've got swords. Uh, and and a Cthulhu. So yeah, cool. actually,
0: these are the these are and it looks like a like a light colored stone with red markings on it. Based on the pictures I'm looking at on my screen right here, these challenge dice actually look more easily readable than a lot yes. of the other ones. Like I I I bought because they were super on sale a couple of years ago. I bought three sets of John Carter dice that I often use at just whatever two d twenty game I'm running, and um, the difference between the effect and the twos it's a little blurry like that's an ex- that's a spiky explosion and that's a blurry explosion and one of them's one and one of them's of and this is this is a lot easier to read um so on on challenge dice yeah so obviously the game uses challenge dice like virtually all the 2d20 systems it adjudicates them in the exact same way that it does in all the systems now so there's nothing novel or different about the uh, the role of 2d20s tw- and the role of d6s as challenge dice that's the same so what then else? we
1: get well let me start going through it um yeah. i thought i'd just suddenly quickly pop up the act of mm. cthulhu i want to see what the difference was um i mean the short version is a lot of this is very similar to they're, they're trying to make it different here's one difference in attributes we have agility same as acting cthulhu brawn same coordination same i'm skipping one on purpose Insight, reason, and will, but then we have now, and I guess this is one of the things that I think people have been asking for for a long time: why doesn't two D twenty have, let's, for all intents and purposes, charisma? Right, doesn't have a charisma. So we now have a new attribute, gravitas,
0: mm-hmm. which, which sounds kind of Good
1: orators and ideal leaders, ones who easily, I think, yeah, which yeah. is weird because you think, well, what we didn't need, we didn't need this stat previously, right? But oh, you need it now, yeah. But suddenly we need it now. It's like, I'm pretty sure anything... Anyway, so we've, so we've, we've now got a charisma stat. They haven't taken there one are of the seven stats, stats
0: they've,
1: then. They've added in another stat, yeah. Which I'm, you know, I have no issue with that. Um. Yeah, anyway. So there we go. There's, there's, a, there's a seventh stat. Yeah. Uh, Skills-wise... Uh, I mean, it's academia, like ages golf. ago
0: with D&D, some, some people would play with comeliness as a stat which is kind of goofy, but you know, co- charisma is like the personality side and comeliness is just how you look, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so seven stats and then skills, you were about to say. Yeah, so we got, uh, so again, these,
1: these are similar, but obviously there's going to be some difference with that and Cthulhu. So we no got vehicles. academia, uh, athletics are the same. We've got crafting instead of engineering, engineering. I guess. Uh, although oh, engineering we, we have engineering. All right, we are crafting instead of God knows what, because engineering still exists. Uh, fighting, medicine, observation, persuasion, resilience, stealth, survival, and tactics. So, actually, what we have is crafting as an extra, and we don't have vehicles, which does beg the question: How yeah. do you ride a horse? But I'm assuming. I mean, I put it maybe off, that's I put it survival. survival.
0: Because survival oh, encompasses a, a character's knowledge of how to live and operate in the wilderness without the comforts offered by civilization. So maybe yeah. that maybe maybe that sits under that. So it's, you know, again,
1: we're not it's closer to acting Cthulhu or anything yeah. else. We haven't gone down to six stat, uh, six um nope. six skills. We've got this we've basically got the acting Cthulhu list. One's come out, one's come in. Yep. Um,
0: focuses guess, are it, the same.
1: Yeah. Although
0: it, 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 one thing though, focuses mechanically are the same as they are in Octan Cthulhu and um, Star Trek Adventures, but it doesn't it doesn't say explicitly. Let me go look at the character sheets. Are the focuses permanently nested under a skill? And I'm gonna look. Okay, it appears based on the character sheets that they are because they're written in the same manner as they are on Octone Cthulhu pregens, where it has the skill, the skill rating, and then it has focuses. the focuses in parentheses immediately after that. So I think, by, I think by implication here, the focuses are permanently nested under skills like in Octone Cthulhu. Okay, so there's another like one-to-one similarity. Well, it's funny looking at the two pages.
1: The font is smaller font is a lot smaller on cohorts than it is on Act and Cthulhu. Um, I mean, you know, that might be different in the main book, but that actually is a very small, I'm struggling to read this. I've just read this. Mm. It's actually quite a small font.
0: Your PDF reader has a little plus button.
1: Yeah. But then it, then I don't have, I, I like to have the whole page. I know page you would see the whole thing, so thing. Yeah. Then I can, so um, I, actually, I just, I'm just going to move this to a different screen. Uh, now it's bigger.
0: Okay. Anyway, now core mechanic. It's the same. Yeah, that's not a huge surprise. There's, there's nothing new or different. We're not playing with uh, we're not we're not doing any kind of dreams or machines here. Um, yeah th- the, the mechanic is the same. The way you score critical successes is the same. Complications, thus so all that is exactly the same. If you're familiar with Action Cthulhu, this is the same thing. Uh, uh, we're opposed, to
1: having we've got truths.
0: Which is auction Cthulhu.
1: Yeah. Now, I there's a bit at the bottom of truths, which I don't think I've seen before, but now I can't find the truth section.
0: In, it's on page uh, 14. No,
1: I meant in the uh, the, in the other one. In oh. acting through. I what think that they've make, they're making truths more obvious. Is obvious the right word? But they're trying to put it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, truths in. So, for example, t- truths in Acts can are kind of quite small. We've got this thing about secret truths. Oh, yeah. It's, secret truth is something about the character is not yet known and can be revealed during the game at first this truth is the i have a secret truth um <laughs> so yeah so uh, yeah i mean it's they've added a little quirk thing in here so players again this is something that could be in any version as far as i yeah. can see
0: Two, i see two things in truth first off and this is in star trek adventures, uh more prominently, I think, in that, the idea of putting a number to a truth. Like if you and the example is you could say there's smoke. You know, if they're in a a building that's on fire, you could say, well, there's smoke, but you could say there's a lot of smoke. Well, how do you adjudicate a lot of smoke? You could say it's smoke too. So that means it would add two to the difficulty. And I think that's a that's an easy boneheaded way to put a little more mechanical like Make it a little more concrete, mechanically, because normally, you know, you say a truth makes something easier or harder, typically by plus one. Well, by putting that X number after it, you yeah. increase that. But yeah, secret truth. I think that's funny. I have a secret truth. Um, it's funny that
1: it's in this game and they've not done it before. I mean, I guess the closest it comes to is kind of how Infinity had this whole bunch of things. How you had secret. Well, I mean, but the there's the plenty of the stuff
0: that you know. It's it's nothing's there until someone thinks of it, and the idea oh, yeah. of having. Oh, yeah. what, what it looks like to me is these things are th- this almost seems in a way, kind of like Star Trek Adventures, creation and play, where I don't know yeah. if you've ever done that before, but and actually worked through it. But, you know, creation and play, where you start off with your your character's race and role, and then, a couple of very you 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 only establish a few of the attributes and and like one or two of your disciplines and then as you play you add additional ones you add values you you create your character as you're playing, and in a way this this echoes back to that the idea that like there's something about my character that my character knows that can do or is that you know is a truth about them that you haven't decided on but then you you create. And then it changes from a, "I have a secret to it turns into a truth when you decide to activate it and then actually define it. I like that because, you know, how many times you make a character and you think, oh, this is going to be really cool, some aspect of it, and you never use it.
1: Yeah. So, so that's, that's new, new and yeah. different. And that could easily be put into any other 2D20 yep. game very easily. Um, then we carry on through a bunch of rules that we've seen for mm-hmm. complications, success, skills, improving the odds, which is the same. It's all the same. Yeah. One, two, yeah, three yeah.
0: for additional 20s.
1: Uh, momentum, which is basically the same. Again, like creator truth is being, keeps being bumped up the, the sort of the list. It's it, like, I find it feel like at the start, it was like, I'm not really, this isn't a thing. And now it's like they're trying to, they've realized that truths are actually quite useful. And yeah. And combining narrative and system things. And they're trying to make them more prominent. Um, Essentially, everything else, the momentum is the same. Threats, basically the same. We have fortune rather than determination or Mm -hmm. anything else weird, which is essentially the same. The action rules are pretty much the same.
0: Except
1: except for because they've decided to go a bit more melee-heavy, we have...
0: Which they explicitly state. They they mention that there aren't many ranged weapons. There are ranged weapons, but at this era, they've decided to hold on to this piece of the real history and say, look, melee weapons were far more common than ranged weapons. So if you notice that, that, that's intentional. Fair enough.
1: So we have half a page on rules well technically it's a page because there's also a surprise we have half a page for rules on reach and guards so Mm -hmm. going back to conan where essentially have where if you have a your weapons all have a reach rating so there's a lot of things we just have you have reach and you just don't now we're back to everything has a reach rating and you have this idea of having guard up and if you can get inside someone's guard with a little whip and you can give them lots of stabs um but if you're trying to fight someone with that with a short reach weapon and they've got a long reach weapon it's like you know if you're you've got a dagger and they've got a pole arm um then it's very very difficult and it essentially makes it more difficult well um, i haven't I think, read through this to see if it's easier to read than conan but it's it's here
0: i think actually i have read through it and i'm not going to go into how to do it in detail but i think that it's explanation the explanation of those two things is better I think they've gotten better at writing rules, of explaining their rules, but I mean, in, in, in effect, if you like a little more, a little crunchier combat and you like to have other variables that make sense to play with, you know, think about it. If someone has a dagger and someone has a spear and they, they square off against one another, depending on how far they are apart one yeah. could have an advantage over the other by virtue of the size of the weapon and that's where reach comes into play and then guard is essentially you're you're aware and defending yourself like if you are prone you can't you know you're not going to be able to hold up a shield and be able to parry with a with a gladius like you would if you were standing and so guard takes that into effect so i i think the the inclusion of these two extra uh variables factors whatever you want to call them makes combat a little more a little crunchier a little more granular but also makes it a little less narrative and not hand wavy but it'll give players i think who want to think through okay how am i in terms of the details how am i going to work combat i think it'll give them a little more to chew on and and you know, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that it's really easy in Conan to forget, reach, and guard and never do them. That's me. Um, but if everyone at the table is up to speed on them, it adds a couple, like two extra wrinkles that can make combat a little more interesting. I don't think slow down, but I just think more interesting. Yeah. So I think it's I'm just nice cool to remember.
1: It. When we first played Conan, we totally, we just, we did, I, I don't know whether we forgot or we just didn't realize it was rule. When we played it more recently, when we were doing like League of Legends, but using the Conan rules, um, we did remember. And it made a massive difference because mm. like, the, you know, when you've got a shorter weapon, it was all about, can you get inside their guard? And yeah. actually, then it was a case of one of the characters, one of Scott O'Brien going, I'm deliberately going to get, I'm going to get a spear because spears are now like a really yep. good thing. Once well, someone gets inside your spear, you're in trouble. But like having that spear was like, oh no, you don't. Um, you know, that was that was really good. I like the fact they've got these surprise attack rules, which literally does spell out like if you can attack some without them knowing they do not have guard, your thing yep. becomes intense, which just means you can like properly rack yeah. in a lot of damage, which is great because that's what I want to use this for. I want to use this for an assassin's k
0: Yep. So like well, yeah. you know what too is that, that that makes sense of, you know, in say in 5e, the idea of a rogue's sneak attack. The idea that you're doing extra damage because you're able to choose the target a little better, be, more effectively, because yeah. they don't know you're 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 coming after them. I think adding the intense effect makes sense. Okay, so that I think that's 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 cool. They're, so the, the, the thing combat thing is, 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 is a little that, more
1: granular, and yeah, I think it's it, a good two d twenty. You can sneak up behind someone and probably one shot them. This makes it easier. Yeah, In 5e, you can't. Like, your rogue sneak attack is usually enough to take out really wimpy, rubbishy little guards yeah. in one hit. But mostly what happens is your rogue is just sitting in there hoping they don't get hit using the flanking rules or your mate being within 5 inches, doing loads more damage because literally the sneak attack on a rogue in 5e is how they deal with damage, which is comparable to other classes. It's not really about how does a rogue one-hit a bad guy and assassinate yeah. them, which is narratively what it's meant to be. But in reality, that's not where it works. Whereas, you know, 2D20, you can one-shot people.
0: Here's something else that it adds. We didn't mention it. Dual wielding. It adds dual wielding. Page 21. It is a momentum spend now. Mm -hmm. Instead of you spending like, you know, swift action in other games, you're buying an extra action. And and that's more of like a meta gamey side. This, they actually try to make sense of why could you attack? Like if you had two weapons, you have to spend now, if you want to make an extra attack with an extra weapon, that's in your off hand, you spend one momentum, you can make another attack with that weapon, and it's at plus one difficulty. And then there's a little box out that explains oh, yeah. like, the rationale of dual wielding. And that's one thing that um, like in Aris, I've I've had questions about, well, what about dual wielders? Because people want to see that one-to-one translation from 5e, I think this makes sense of it. I think this, uh, I think this works, it, it, and it explains it's not really giving you an extra attack. It's enabling yeah. you to spend to have this because you've got a weapon in another hand. Okay, that makes, that makes sense. So and again, yeah. another wrinkle, another little variable to make melee combat a little more granular, a little crunchier, uh, but I think in a good way.
1: I think it's actually good that they've, they've kind I think they have actually removed the, like a whole second action because that was one of the downsides previously that you, you didn't need to dual wield because you could yeah just hit someone else. Although even here, like you, there's a secondary target thing, but the secondary target costs two momentum as opposed to, you know, dual wielding is one momentum to hit a second person with plus one difficulty. So I, I like that as a rule. Yeah. yeah. Plus people like dual wielding ever since like Drizzt was a thing because like, you know, everyone cool has to have, you know, two, yeah weapons because obviously you know that's how everyone fought in the back in the days right, with wrong. two scimitars no yeah, one ever sure. fought with one one thing ever
0: uh, uh attacks yeah. mental and melee attacks are the same i don't yeah. is there is there anything that's different i mean in like, terms I mean, of
1: it, it might be but it's like pretty it, similar like injuries again we still have yep we have the rule of 5 we hmm. have stress and injuries there's a rule about fatigue, which, because I, I haven't played Acting Cthulhu a lot, so I don't know if that's... Yeah, it is.
0: I mean, fatigue, um, like, and in, in other, other systems, you know, drain causes fatigue. You, you, you lose maximum stress because of some love, some reason, and thus you are, you're going to run out of stress sooner because on a temporary basis, as long as this truth is in effect, your maximum stress is lower. That's nothing new.
1: Um, pretty much, you know, there might be the other thing that's different, it's, it's similar. Um, magic again is magic's a bit different because we've got this rule about how many spells you can have, and these things about a mantle that's, that's different. Arkham
0: Cthulhu, is it really? Are they yep. that rules for mantling. Yep, I don't remember the rules about mantles. Yeah, it's it, the, the, the system based on what I've read. In here. It, it, this gives you two different types oh, of right. yeah. battlefield wow. magic. So
1: how little I know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has battlefield magic and it has ritual yeah. magic or ritualistic magic. I it's the not same as Octo and Cthulhu. It has traditions for which they only provide two here: the runic and oracular traditions. Uh, one of them is based off insight, that's oracular. Or yeah, know, you have research. Sorry, traditional spellcasters. And research spellcasters, so ones that cast using insight and ones that cast using reason. So this is no different. And maybe there's going to be a third uh, or or more. Uh, it doesn't say one way or another. Oh, it says player can learn in three ways, two of which are available here. So honestly, this is this is Auchen Cthulhu's magic system. That it's the same.
1: And then we're into the adventure.
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, it miscast spells the same. Um, there are. Um, where is it? Uh, I wonder if there the are. Character art f- is so much better in Acticathula. The what's that?
1: I'm always gonna compare the characters in the pre-gens. It's like the character art in Acticathula. is like, yeah, prefer that. It's yeah, resisting.
0: It's, so it's, it's basically the, the magic system. I mean, the magic system here is. It's three pages three pages, and two-thirds of one of those pages is uh, is uh, an example. So it's really not that much, but based on what I've read here, it is the same magic system as Octane Cthulhu. So you have Battlefield, and you have Ritual Magic, and when you cast, you are taking stress damage yourself by rolling challenge dice, and you can use momentum to offset that. That that's so, And I, and I think that makes sense. If this is supposed to be set in the same world, but you know, seventeen, eighteen hundred years before Octum Cthulhu, uh, that the, the, the rules of magic are the same, the the game side of it is the same. Yeah. I um, mean it is essentially is it is super similar. Um yeah. so what do you uh what do you think of it i mean we haven't we're not gonna we, no sense in delving into the adventure because we're not I gonna think I, read and react yeah. to it at the same time
1: uh i think i have to come kind of back to my original or maybe not my original thing back was of course cthulhu was like eh, that's i was hoping for you know but it's because we had that like you said the the wall um you know we were hoping for elder scrolls and we didn't get it but actually we knew we weren't getting our oldest gold. And as soon as we saw the war, we knew it. and we'd heard rumours about a Roman yeah. version. So it wasn't a huge surprise. I still feel like it's this thing of like, I, I, I don't, I don't see the market. What, you know, World War II has Nazis. People like fighting Nazis. And, you know, like right now, if I was going to run, you know, Indiana Jones just came out. Yeah. If I wanted to run an Indiana Jones game I'd use acting Cthulhu because it's set in roughly the right time period with the right level of technology and it has supernatural stuff in it. Yeah.
0: You're all set. You got it.
1: You you just limit your players from doing magic, but the bad guys can. You're fine. I'm not seeing that there's people out there going, you know what I really want? I want a Cthulhu game set during the second century with the Roman Empire. Um and I still feel like that now I you know that I had that idea that oh actually I could use this to play Assassin's Creed because you know, you have that long period of history. Yes, okay, things did change between the Greeks and the Egyptians or the other way around and the Romans and so on, but not massively. You know, there's little times when the technology changed, but generally we were using a similar level of everything. Okay, you know, the Romans changed the warfare, but generally the level of technology for that whole time period is roughly the same, which means I feel like you can do any kind of ancient stuff using these rules, and that's cool, but... I'm just not excited here's, about it.
0: Here's, here's what I think, is that y- you may have folks who look at this and they say, I really like the 2D20 system. I'd like to play more of a fantasy type of game. And the, I, this is a fantasy game, you know, in, in terms of swords and armor and monsters, okay? But they like mythos. And maybe they like the idea of mi- Modiphius, is, it would seem at least through two games, building a world in which there is this, this interpretation of the, the the Lovecraftian mythos that form this secret side of this world. And that this is one point point in it. And Octung is another point in it. And people dig that they think that's a neat idea. Um, the, and, and I think, you know, I mean, the Rome you know, the Roman imperial era, you know, historically draws interest. It's iconic in terms of, the, you know, the buildings and the look and, you know, looking at, you know, the, the, the uniforms and what the legions did and some of the names. And, you know, as in not the names themselves, but like the people, some of the biggest uh, personalities, that's maybe of interest to people. And they go, oh, that I, I didn't ever think World War II is an easy sell, but this is like, wait a minute, did you ever think about playing in this? You go, oh wow, I hadn't thought about that, and you know maybe they're, they're hoping that that will that will hook people. That combination of things. I mean, here, here's my here's my trouble. I, I have a, a a good friend of mine, um, actually the the gentleman a couple of years ago who did the Twilight 2000 episode with me, um, John. And I remember he he has uh, he's like permanently done with zombies. Like zombies, the whole like zombie apocalypse thing just bores him to death. And I like Octane Cthulhu, but outside of Octane Cthulhu, like I'm mythosed out. Like I'm, I'm done with like gibbering blobs and tentacles and stuff like that actually don't interest me outside of the interpretation of them, the special interpretation of them that fits with an Cthulhu. I'm like, I'm just like, I don't need to see that everywhere. You know like a period let's let's have a period costume mythos thing here let's do one in the renaissance and wait let's do one in uh uh you know pre-columbian central america like i don't need that it's just not that interesting to me um so yeah it 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 doesn't i mean i i appreciate and i want to learn more about dreams and machines I'm, I'm curious about, not, this may sound odd, I'm not necessarily interested in the world. Like, I'm not immediately drawn to it, but I'm curious about it, which might lead me to be interested in it. I am interested in the rules modifications. Yeah. There really are no rules modifications aside from the resurrection of Reach and Guard, uh, dual wielding, which I like those. I like those. And I could see incorporating them easily into any other game where melee combat is, um, is prominent. So from that, is, that's good. But other than that, I'm like, eh, you know.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this part of the character. No. Um, I think it's perfectly solid. I think the problem is, is it's so similar rules wise to Act of Cthulhu that acting Cthulhu is still, I think, the best interpretation of 2D20. This could be a better written version, but I'd still point people to Act Cthulhu because it has rules for guns and you know generally people go sort of guns of like, this yeah. if you wanted a basic I, the thing is now if i if someone was like i really want to do a fancy version of 2d20 um i i point them to your game because that's what you've done you've done a fancy yeah. version of 2d20 now this isn't yeah. a fancy version of 2d20 it's a cthulhu yeah. version of the roman thing it's still you know yes the, the, it still has magic but the magic is we don't know to be honest but you know the magic is still going to be semi-limited like it was in acting cthulhu like it's been in conan and other things um you have well, a the, magic more magic yeah. the magic is playing with fire
0: the magic is playing with fire because it's rooted in like mythos magic which to me makes perfect sense but, oh yeah but it doesn't but that doesn't fit high fantasy
1: no if if you're wanting to play another fantasy game, this is going to get you closer than some of the other games maybe so far. But by Conan, it'd still be better. Yeah. But if Conan's too crunchy for you, okay, this this is probably going to yeah. be your thing. But you know, possibly not. We still don't have different races in here or anything, no. and it's still based in Earth thing, but with like you know the whole cooler thing. I thought.
0: You know, I, I wonder think, with you know, the. I wonder with like the Atlantean backgrounds or some of those things, I wonder if there are some, and I haven't looked at the the pre-generated characters in detail, but I wonder if there are talents or aspects of those characters that make them not necessarily a different race, but like a sub race. You have a bunch of different kinds of humans, which in effect, by virtue of which when you choose gives you that sort of um, gives you something like that. Yeah. If you like classical era history, Okay, if you like that, or or it interests you, and you want to know something about it, and the idea of like like the imagery of like oh this like North African uh, legionnaire who's you know a man or whatever out of place in Germany, if that look, if that oh that'd be really cool. Well, th- th- yeah, then this will this will float your boat.
1: I just I'm not convinced this is a time period people that bothered about. It. I mean, okay, I, you know I compare most things to to, you know, film or other things, but I'm thinking like, right, Roman films. uh Gladiator, Ben-Hur, Life of Brian. I mean, you know, this, it's not like, it's not a setting yeah. that, you know, swords and sandals isn't a thing that, you know, when Gladiator came out, people didn't then go, oh my God, we got to have tons of these. They did Gladiator and then no one did any until they did a remake yeah. of Ben-Hur. This isn't, a, I think, you know, to me, if they'd gone further back and done ancient Greece, right, well, then you have, like you know, the, the Greek gods and you have myth and legend that that might have been right better I think there's more people that are interested in in that stuff or well, maybe it's just me so then in, in which case it at
0: least it. I mean well, it, like you least... mentioned the
1: renaissance the renaissance is cool there's loads of other cool stuff in the renaissance Mick that would that would have been interesting and then you've got you know the, the renaissance gives you the discovery of America and stuff as well mm-hmm. um that that would have been a, a really cool interesting time period I I think I think you know and then that would have lent itself more into a kind of other kind of fantasy games. Thing. I think this is, this, you know, it's cool. It's all right, right. But this might genuinely be one I go, you know, will I buy it? Like Dreams and Machines, I'm not sure about, but I'll probably, I've already bought the starter set. I'll yeah. probably buy the Dreams and Machines books because it is a different interpretation of the rules. This isn't a setting I'm fussed about, and it's not a different interpretation of the rules because mm-hmm. it's so close to the core and that to Cthulhu and I don't think I can take this and play it massively. So although I'm like, oh, I could play Assassin's Creed in it. That's my, I I, I don't think I'd ever use this stop, stop setting because I'm just not fussed. And I just don't think there's going to be many people. So this could be a, you know, this genuinely you know, could be like a bomb for them. Oh I mean, yeah. We won't know until it comes out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I
0: hope it's, I hope it's successful, but I mean, you're right. I, there's, I look at it and I I, I don't, I don't see rules, innovations that, interest me. Although I I understand if it's set in the same world why they why they wouldn't. They would tweak things at the margins. Oh yeah. But they wouldn't make something entirely different. But then I I, uh yeah the setting doesn't really jump out and grab me. So and I don't I'm I'm beyond the point where you look at something and you say, Oh, I'm gonna buy that for the rules because I'm gonna do something different with it. Well I already have those rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think when they
1: announced it I was like, Yeah. And then I thought about it, oh, it might be all right. And then I'm yeah. again, I'm still back to kind of,
0: yeah, it's all right. like, yeah, that's all right. But, but yeah, yeah, there's I a just, there's a difference between, you know, like we we were interested in Homeworld and then we were disappointed by it. And this, we're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it, but I'm not, I, I, there's nothing drawing me toward it. So who knows? This thing, we'll, if they, we'll see what else gets released.
1: If, if, they'd, but, if they'd thrown out a quick start for Homeworld where you could see up front, it was the same rules as yes. Star Trek. I wouldn't have touched it with a barge bowl, But we didn't know that. We thought, oh, it's a completely different setting it's Clever going to have marketing. completely different rules. And, and it didn't. Whereas, I mean, actually releasing this quick start might cause some problems. Someone else had put on Facebook that there already are a bunch of other kind of Roman era, semi-fantasy kind of role-playing games out there. So... No idea. No, exactly. Because the, I, I think it feels like a, like a niche. So whether you look at it as from... Mm. Like ignore the 2d20. It's a Ro- Romans versus uh, and Cthulhu. That's like a niche of a niche. Whether you look at it from the Roman point of view or the Cthulhu point of view, it's a yeah. it's a niche of a niche. But in with in within 2d20 now, I think this is going to be one that people aren't going to like you and me. Off like you said, people buy these for the rules. We we, look, we might get dreams and machines because the rules are going to be different. But I got Homeworld because I thought the rules were going to be different. It's always interesting to look at new versions of the rules. This hasn't. Yeah, it doesn't. So have a... I am genuinely thinking like I'm. I just don't know who it's for. I feel like it's someone at Mediphius has got a big thing for the Romans and convinced the guys at the top that, that like this is what they should do. Let's let's do a Romans Cthulhu and convinced enough people that let's, yeah, yeah, let's do this.
0: It's not just that, um, it's 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 also the Cthulhu thing. But that's that that you know that has had um enduring popularity, it seems.
1: Yeah. I hope it does well because I think what would be a shame is if it came out and it didn't do well and they think, oh. Cthulhu plus different time period isn't popular I think no that would be the wrong takeaway for me it'd be like you picked the wrong time period right maybe like if you if, if you picked something a bit more, if you went like you know samurai era Japan maybe that would have been interesting people maybe would have gone that if you'd done the renaissance maybe that would have or if you'd done Cthulhu in space I think there's a you know maybe different thing or if you'd actually just released a book for Historic Cthulhu, and gave a bunch of different options mm. for different time periods, instead of it being separate
0: property unto itself. Yeah, it
1: kind of gone like, here's here's the rules, and we'll give you different adventures for different time periods. Um, You know, here here's the factions that have run throughout all of history, uh, and here's the rules for doing anything up until the point. You know, once yeah. everything pre gunpowder, and and then you could release different rules for like here's a yeah here, here's a Russia book here's a Japan book and you could just release these things which had a couple of extra you know, new weapons set in tweaks and so on that probably would have been more successful than right we're doing a whole new launch brand line which is going to be you know Romans and things I think that it's not just a book is it aren't they doing like miniatures and things as well yeah um, and i was just like oh well
0: all right. Well we'll see what we else they see. put out. Well, we'll then, we won't what...
1: know because we won't actually know if it's successful because the role playing industry is not very good at saying what is or isn't successful right. other than our assumption is if something gets new um if something gets new stuff, then yeah. it must be Well, you know, just it, also it must pay attention successful.
0: to people's responses to it.
1: Yeah. I mean we know Star Trek's successful because people talk about it and it has uh you know, and it has lots of it, they keep making stuff for it. Yeah. So yeah. All right, um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with this. There's just nope.
0: nope. So uh, it's one of those ones that uh, that I will I will pay. I will monitor. How's that? I will monitor.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'll probably end up you know buying it because it'd be a bit annoying to this be the only 2d20 core book. We do know. <laughs> Um, or maybe I'll actually go. Ah, you know what? I'm gonna wait and hope it's on sale at some point, and you then order off the website.
0: You can do that. That's when you're gonna get your whole homeworld collection. But anyway, oh. all right, cool. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch that's f-l-u-f-f-n-c-r-u-n-c-h we would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on thanks so much